Good afternoon, or good evening. <laughs> um, thank you guys so much for joining me today. Uh, this is In the Damn Way, Life, Love, and Everything in Between. I am your host and creator, Brandy Alexander. And I appreciate you guys for being lenient with me Um I had a few things to take care of this weekend, and so we had to move the show to tonight. And so if you're not busy, I hope that you have stopped by to have a conversation with us. Um, if you have any comments or if you can't hear me, please give me a shout out so that I can fix it. Um, I'm still learning this technology, so... You know. <laughs> so again, so we're we're talking about the series um, understanding relationships, and tonight we're going to go into family dynamics, um, something that is very near and dear um, to every should be everyone, but I know it's very dear near and dear to me, and just understanding like not even so much family dynamics, but the unhealthy part of family dynamics and how. Um, the reason why things don't get better is because generationally we continue to cycle this toxic behavior um, within our families. Uh, and so it never changes. It just continues to, you know, get worse. Um, and so tonight we're just going to go through a few of those and I'll give a few examples of my life, my family, um, in hopes that if it is your family, uh, we can talk about ways to kind of get through that or hopefully what I'm bringing up kind of helps you to recognize what those um, things are in hopes of fixing them. Um, so, again, I, if you've got if you guys have been with me since the beginning, you understand and know that I have a very, very huge um, extended family. And then I have my own family, just me and my boys. And so. They are the most important part to me, and so definitely want to make sure that we have a healthy relationship. But even within my small family, um, there can be, I don't want to say toxic behavior, but very unhealthy behavior that um, hinders us hinders us from growth. And so once we recognize those things, we have been able to kind of work on them, not saying that we're all the way there. Um, but we are working towards having a healthier family so that once they have their children, my grandchildren or um, are dealing with anyone else within the extended part of the family, they can learn how to associate themselves in a healthier manner rather than just dealing with or tolerating whatever behavior that they know to be unhealthy. So. I wanted to start off with just a few things that I noticed that, again, I say we do in my own family. So I can't imagine if other families do it or not, but it's definitely um, unhealthy. So let's start with passive aggressive behavior. We do this so much and we don't even know that we're doing it like we we get so and I'm sorry, y'all, but we get so good at doing it that we don't even understand that we're even doing it anymore. Um, a couple of examples that I thought of was the church hug. Um, when you embrace family, 
I mean, that's supposed to be someone that you love dearly. Please tell me why we patting each other on the back, um, pretending that we're happy to see whomever it is um, that we haven't seen in a long time. I know I'm guilty of it. So I know if I'm guilty of it, then other people have been guilty of it toward me. Um, and I'm understanding that everybody's not going to like me and my family and that's okay. But, um, well, we'll get to that later. We'll get to that later. Yep. I'll, I'll save that. Um, another one is empty conversation. If you don't want to talk to me or if there's something that, or if you're not feeling me, don't fill it up with empty conversation, conversation that goes nowhere, conversation that means it doesn't mean anything. Or if we have an issue or say we have an issue and um, you tell me, oh, we, we need to we need to get together so we can talk about it. Or the biggest one, we need to get together. You know, and I know if I have not seen you in five years, the likelihood of us getting together to discuss or do anything are very slim to know. I would just rather you say, hey, it's good seeing you. I would love for us to do better in trying to get together rather than you saying, oh, we need to get together. And it's kind of like you're saying it as you're walking away. It's empty conversation. It's empty words. You could have kept it to yourself. You could have went on about your business. We could have went that whole day without you making me feel as though you truly miss me or you truly want to um, repair our relationship when you have no, no inkling of repairing whatever it is that's keeping us from being together, bonded. Um, you're, you're, you're okay with us um, continuing that broken relationship. Um, it, 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 it works for you. So if it works for you, um, then just spare me, you know, continue walking, wave. Hey, how you doing? That sort of thing. But you don't have to stop and give me your empty words just for the sake of having a conversation with me. I can I can do without that. I don't know if you guys are feeling or even understand where I'm coming from when people do that. But it, it's just like. Why? You know, like. Go find somebody else to talk to or <laughs> just leave me alone. I, I wasn't bothering you. I didn't need those words. Um, it wasn't like I was um, asking you to uh, spend some time with me. So, again, the empty conversations can be kept to yourself. And I and another one uh, and I just spoke uh, briefly about it, but the making the empty promises. If you know we need to talk. Or if we have an issue and you truly want to talk about it, cool. But let's talk about it right now. Right now. Let's not wait till tomorrow, next week, next year. Let's talk about it. If you truly want to talk about it. Now, if you don't, don't even say it. It's okay. Because at the end of the day, and I know people say, oh, well, it might not be the right place or the right time. If I know that I may not see you again, it's the right place and the right time. If I know that I'm going to leave here still feeling a type of way and and I'm going to, you know, harbor all of that stress and anxiety of, you know, just being around you right now is the right time. Stop. Stop waiting for tomorrow because tomorrow may not happen. Uh, the biggest example that I can give you guys is. You know, when I lost my dad and I'm not going to continue to dwell on that, but 
I am, but I'm not. But anyway, um, I spoke to him 30 minutes before he passed away. 30 minutes. There's, I don't know what I could have said or what I could have done, you know, and it bothers me that I didn't take that opportunity to maybe tell him that I love him or maybe tell him that, you know, I'm on the way or maybe send him that breakfast that he was hoping that he would get that morning. Like maybe if I would have just understood, but we just never know. So why wait for tomorrow if we can deal with it today? If there's something bothering you and you see me at an event right now is the time if we need to have a conversation, let's do it. Now, we may need to finish it because it may not get finished, but definitely starting that conversation because I want you to know that I want you to feel the love that I have for you. And so in order for me to do that. I'm not going to leave not one other event or, or leave your face not one other time, not letting you know how I feel, um, what we need to do to fix it, if we can fix it and um, understand where you're coming from. So and I hope you guys are, are understanding that passive aggressive behavior is so negative, is so toxic, is so it, I mean, just be honest, be honest. You don't like me. You don't mess with me. You don't deal with me. Tell me why. And if at the end of that, we still decide we don't want to be with each or deal with each other. Fine. But at least I've understood why you're feeling the way you're feeling. And maybe it was a misunderstanding altogether. But if we keep this passive aggressive behavior in pretending that we like this person or, you know, pretending that this, you know, we, we family. No. No, that's not what family does. Healthy families, that's not what they do. Unhealthy families, they do it all the time. Toxic families, they do it all the time. But if we want to break that generational thing, if we don't want our children and grandchildren to repeat that cycle over and over again, if we want them to live better than we do, we, we always say that, oh, I want my kids to have more than what I did. Well, give them a healthier lifestyle. Make that be the thing that you shoot for instead of having a big house and nice cars and take trips. All of that stuff, that's materialistic. Give them something that's going to keep them from taking that Xanax or taking that Prozac or, you know, wanting to commit suicide or dealing with depression and anxiety. Like give them something that they can take and flourish off of and having a, a healthy lifestyle is Bigger and better than anything you can ever give your your next generation. So start with the passive aggressiveness. Another thing that we do in the in in the um, in toxic families because I'm not I need, I'm not even gonna um, put this just on black families because I know this to be true for a lot of families is enabling enabling or condoning addiction or unhealthy lifestyle. Y'all, we can pump each other up for the wrong that we do. We family. Now, I might go to another family member and child, she, you know, she, she really don't know how to handle her finances or she really need to get herself together or she really need to do this. Well, why are you taking that time and energy to tell someone else what someone else needs to be doing? Why not tell that person? Why not help them? 
instead of condoning and enabling and giving the money to go feed their addiction or giving them money when their light bill is off because they refuse to work, go have a private conversation with them and say, okay, let me help you write your resume so that you can get a better job. Or how about we talk about um, finances? You know, I used to have trouble with my finances. So, you know, and I, I see that you have, you know, a little trouble. So I wanted to help you understand your finances, maybe help you create a budget, help you to understand what it means to pay your bill on time, help you to understand your credit score, help you to understand what it means to have a savings account, help someone to understand rather than enabling them to continue that behavior. Because guess what? That behavior continues to cycle. Like everything that we're talking about is breaking things generationally. Do you know how cursed I was before I was even even able to be an adult? It was already in the bloodline. And we like to convince ourselves and tell ourselves that we're, you know, we're doing so great because you know, um, I have a little bit more than, you know, my mama had, but I'm, I'm going to tell you this right here. And this is what I truly and wholeheartedly believe. If the whole group ain't doing good, if you're the only person in the group that's doing well, how you having a group? Are you sitting them down telling them how you bought that house? Are you sitting them down telling them how you, you know, wrote all your bills down and, and created a budget or how you went to this program? Like, are you truly showing others how to get to where you are? Because if you're not yet, you're you, you know, you're speaking on what you have. If you're continuing and allowing, you know, people in your family to continue to stay broke or continue to stay in poverty or continue to, you know, um, live off the system. If, if that's your motive, if that's what you do. How are you helping them? How are you helping anyone by doing that? Just stop enabling altogether. Unless you enabling me, I don't know. I don't know how you can enable someone, you know, uh, on a healthy level. But unless you're helping me get through college or unless unless you're helping me uh, put together my um, uh I don't know for your business. If you, unless you're helping me put things together so that I can better myself, please stop lending me money and then talking about me. Please stop handing me a bag of food and talking about me. Please stop. Stop enabling my foolishness and then going around and talking about me because it doesn't help me. It hinders me. Communication. Communication is key in a marriage, in a friendship, in a relationship, period. But it's the worst in families. Broken families. Generationally cursed families. When no one is used to talking to you, yet they're more comfortable talking at you. It's not healthy. It's really not healthy.
sweeping problems under the rug is not healthy. I have problems with people in my family. I don't even know why I still have the problem. They probably don't even know why we still have the problem. Yet we still have the problem. But when we get together, when we're amongst a group of people, we embrace each other with that church hug. We have those empty conversations and pretend that everything is all good only to go back home. And I still don't like that person. It takes so much power, energy, strength to remember why you dislike a person than it does to communicate and tell that person when it happened. Look, I did not like when you X, Y, Z. This is how it made me feel. What's the harm in that? Where is the harm in that? But then not only being able to have that conversation, but then be the one to validate a person's feelings when they have those conversations. The worst thing you could do for me is I tell you, you made me feel X, Y, Z, and you turn around and tell me what you made me feel. Wait a minute. Did you not just hear what I said first? Let's deal with one problem at a time. Tell me that you understood what it was that I just said to you. And then tell me why you did what you did. And then let's work from there. But don't turn it straight from that was wrong what you did and you made me feel some type of way too. So no. Never saying I'm sorry. We go through a whole conversation. Not one time do you say I'm sorry for making you feel the way you feel. Not one time. Why should I? When I cannot validate your feelings, when I can make excuses for whatever I've done, we can have this empty conversation. I can go about my day. You can go about yours and all is right with the world. Y'all, it doesn't work. There's children watching. And if they're not children watching, you should be watching. You should be watching and understanding what it is that you're doing to yourself. This is hurting you. You take that home with you. You take those feelings home with you. So when you get ready to take that Xanax or that Prozac or that high blood pressure and lodipine or whatever you take. When you get ready to do that. Or you can't walk up them steps because you winded because you holding on to so much. When you have to deal with that, don't look in the mirror. Because you holding on to something you don't have to hold on to. All I have to do is to listen to you. Listen to what you're telling me that I did to you or how I made you feel. Validate the fact that you feel that way. I do understand how you feel. I do understand how that could have hurt you. I do understand how that could have been misunderstood. But that was not my motive. And this is why. Make it a conversation and not a blame game. 
I'm not here to tell you nobody's right and nobody's wrong. But I am here to tell you is I don't like the place that we are and I want to fix it. That's what I'm telling you when I'm having a conversation with you. I don't like this place. I don't like this person that you are at the moment. Or that you made me feel. I don't like the way you made me feel in this moment. Let's fix it. Yelling or arguing, arguing instead of having healthy conversations. We talk loud in my family already. We really do. Like just overly loud, just annoyingly loud. Um, and I'm one of them. I could care less. Um, but how much do you honestly think someone hears when you're repeatedly yelling at them? We yelling, we cussing, we screaming. Everybody want to get their feelings. Everybody want to be heard. Everybody want to, you know, get it all out at that time. How much do you think you have heard? Nothing. Nobody heard nothing because it's all about me, 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 me. I, 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 I. You haven't even sat down and heard me say anything. And I definitely haven't heard you say anything because I'm yelling back at you. We're yelling and crying all at the same time. We can't get nothing accomplished. Problem continues to fester. And I know because, again, I've had this happen to me. I'm not making this up. I've had this happen. Me and my sister, I love her dearly. We cannot be in the same room for too long. We just can't do it. And don't add alcohol to it. Oh, it's, it, that's just worse. We have to deal, deal with each, each other in doses. <clears throat> Again, love her. But because we don't have a healthy relationship, I despise some of the things that she does. I despise the way she act. And so automatically when she's in my presence and it may be the same thing for her. I don't know. I haven't asked. But automatically I already start to feel a certain way. I start to act a certain way because I'm bracing myself for what's to come. How healthy is that? I'm enabling her behavior because one, I'm allowing her to continue to come into my space, knowing how she makes me feel. And just waiting, standing there waiting, rocking, waiting for something to happen. If nothing happens, fine, but I can't even enjoy myself because I'm constantly waiting for the bottom to drop. If we sit down and try to have a conversation, she wants to get out how she feels. I want to get out how I feel. Nobody's hearing anything. We're crying and hollering at the same time. Can't get nothing done. Nothing accomplished. Years and years go by of the same cup of soup warmed over.
till I had to say, I'm done. I cannot, will not continue to let this be my life. A life filled of anxiety about one person, one person. And this is my blood. One person is making me feel so tense when I'm around them that I can't even think straight. I'm not living my life like that. Nikki just made a comment. I've never been able to hear anything that someone says when yelling. And I don't like to argue. I check out mentally and distance myself. Absolutely. Absolutely. Nobody want to hear that. What are you hollering for? Calm down. Let's talk about it. But when you're not in a healthy space, you can't do that. And I don't need you talking at me when we're doing it. When we're trying to have a conversation, don't talk at me. Don't stand in front of me like a teacher or sit across from me like we in a classroom or, or you my boss and I'm coming in for, uh, you know, because I've done something wrong. Don't do that. One, it puts everybody on edge. Two, nobody's listening. Everybody checked out because now you think you control the situation. I'm going to control my part of the situation conversation. And so nothing, uh, still nothing's getting dealt with. I would love to sit down with my sister in a healthy space and have a healthy conversation. But you know what? I have to finish my journey first. I have to finish my journey first because I promise you I'm not in a place. I'm not even nowhere close to being in a place to having a conversation with someone and someone that makes me feel that way and not react. But I'm trying to help us before we even get to that, that place, before we even get to that space, before somebody even makes you feel that way. Let's go ahead and get health and behaviors long before they fester to a point to where you can't even be in the same room with someone that you love wholeheartedly. We have to change it. We have to change it. Yeah, it has to be done. It has to be done. Some things that I feel like would be um, conducive, there go that word again, y'all, conducive to helping get out of these situations. One is plan getaways. The reason why I feel like most people can't have healthy conversation is they become territorial. So if I'm in a place that's familiar or you're in a place that's familiar, whomever that person is, is going to be in control of the situation or the conversation. Some people feel. So they're already defensive. So the conversation ain't going to go well. So if I say... Um, meet me at my favorite restaurant. Some people in unhealthy places will look at that 
and say, oh, you invite me to your territory so you can control what's going on, you know, and, and take it all the way left when really it's, you know, so just get out, of, get out of that comfort zone. Go somewhere unfamiliar, out of town, plan getaways, get away and sit down and release whatever it is that you guys want to talk about. No alcohol. God knows alcohol should not be allowed when you're trying to have a healthy conversation. Most people like to do it over wine, but they shouldn't. Alcohol will intense the conversation. Before you know it, like um, Nikki just pointed out, somebody yelling. It turns into a yelling spree and everybody in their feelings. Also, learn how to be honest with yourself. If you know you don't like something, be honest about it. Don't just deal with it just for the sake of making whomever it is um, feel as though feel comfortable. It's okay to make people feel uncomfortable. Because you want a, a level playing field. You don't ever want anyone to feel like they're controlling you. Again, another unhealthy behavior, but we're not going to go into that. We was in that last week, so come on back with me. But anyway, we don't want to be in that space. So don't put yourself in that, in that place. Be honest. Somebody invite you somewhere you don't want to go? I don't want to go. I don't like it when we go there. I just don't feel comfortable, whatever. I don't feel comfortable. I don't feel safe. You know, I hope that you have a very good time, but I just don't feel comfortable. And so I'm not going to go. Don't go and spoil everybody's night because you don't want to be there. Who does that? You're making a situation when it doesn't have to be one. So again, being honest about how you feel Your relationship with that person, all of it plays a very good part or a very big part in having a healthy family living space. Learn how to communicate. It's important. Even if you just have to start talking with yourself first. Talk to yourself in the mirror. I feel like I'm talking to myself right now, but I'm learning how to communicate. I'm learning how to say what's on my mind and be okay with saying how I feel. Some people don't like it. Some people don't, you know, don't, don't want to hear, hear me say this or that, but I'm sorry, I'm going to speak my truth. So I'm going to be honest and I'm learning how to communicate because if I'm, placed in that position with whomever that I have a problem with, now I'm going to be able to speak my words because I'm used to getting my words out anyway. It's important to learn, learn how to communicate. Also, a big thing that we have to do 
is trust. If I have forgiven you or you have forgiven me, trust that I got your best interest at heart. Stop holding on to it. If we had an argument six months ago, but we talked about it and we dealt with it and we worked through it and now we're in a healthy space, please let it go. Notice I said we worked through it because, you know, I said getting through and getting over is two totally different things and we want to get through everything. So once we've gotten through it, we worked through it and you've been honest and you were telling the truth, let it go. For six months now, what's this? August for seven months. I had a family member that was constantly talking about me saying the same thing, even though I thought the conversation was dead. We talked about it. We dealt with it. I thought. But if we didn't bring it back to me, stop talking about it. I don't feel like it was finished. Okay. Well, well, what else you want to talk about? What else did you not feel, you know, I could have done better. But if you're not going to do that, if you're not going to address it, if you're not going to be honest, if you're not going to tell the truth, let it go. And then after you do, after you have forgiven, after you have talked through it, still let it go. Don't keep bringing it up in my face and then get mad when I explode. Well, you taunting me. You taunting me with this same conversation that we had already dealt with. Now I'm flipping now. Oh my gosh, she crazy. No, she not crazy. She just tired of talking about the same thing. She tired of hearing it from different people, different versions of the same story that you claim we were done with. And I know I've said it before in another video, but another thing that we need to learn in family is boundaries. Everybody don't need to know everybody's business. So stop telling it. If I tell you something, let that stay between you and me. Because I'm confiding. That's what confiding does. I'm confiding in you. Or that's what it means, not what it does, because it doesn't do anything. But I'm confiding in you. I'm asking you to keep what I'm saying to you without saying it. But you want to tell somebody else. Now, by the time it gets back to me, the story has changed. And if I confront you about it or have a, try to have a healthy conversation. But right now, I'm not in a healthy place. I'm, I'm working on it. I'm on, I'm on my journey. So I'm confronting people at this point. But then when I confront you, you want to you know, make up excuses or, you know, not validate my feelings about feeling some type of way about it. Really? See what I mean about this circle that continues to go because nobody wants to stop and actually fix what it needs, what needs to be fixed in order for us to have a healthy family life. We want to just keep the cycle going. Who wants to deal with that? Or, you know, you can't talk to such and such because she's going to tell such and such. And da -da -da. like 
Y'all, it is so draining mentally, physically, emotionally draining to have to worry about if my conversation or if what I'm going through going to get to somebody else. I have to go through my phone if I want to talk to somebody or feel like I need somebody. I really have to search my phone and say, hmm, who can I call? That's a shame. That's a mess. You should be able to have a set of people that you can confide in and know that your conversation. And then how much of my conversation can I tell? How, how much of what I'm dealing with can I, can I actually say without being judged or persecuted or going somewhere else? We got to stop it, y'all. We got to create boundaries and stick to it. Mm. I don't, I, I, <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. This, this, this conversation just has brought up a whole bunch of emotions that I didn't even know I had, but seriously, um, boundaries and families are so important. But in order for us to create healthy boundaries, we got to stop. Or we got to start listening and understanding and validating and trusting and being honest with people so that people feel comfortable. Because it's people out here that's going through real stuff in families. I thought I was having a mental breakdown. I couldn't talk to nobody. Couldn't talk to nobody because I ain't want nobody to tell nobody. Do you know how hard it is to go through a mental breakdown by yourself? Do you? Because this was my first time. And it wasn't good. Tammy says, I've deleted so many because I couldn't trust. So I keep it moving and continue to talk to God daily. That's awesome. And I agree with that. Being able to talk to God is awesome, but I should not feel like I should not feel like I have a whole family and I have nobody I can talk to. We shouldn't feel that way because we should already have created healthy atmospheres to where you feel like you can talk to someone. You may not be able to say everything. And whatever you say to that person, it should stay right there. I don't understand why it's so complicated. I don't get it. But, you know, I guess it's something that we'll continue to have to work on um, in families because it is something that, you know, we don't do. Everybody's line crosses everybody else's. No boundaries. Nobody creates boundaries. Because it's just, you know. And if they do, it's boundaries that's so tight. It's almost like a click. 
So they bound, they, they bound themselves from the entire family. I know because I, I used to do it. I did that. Yep. We secluded. That's family, but we secluded. Can't trust them. I done put up a whole, um, the Great Wall of China around my family. But who, who am I helping? Who am I helping? Am I helping my children? Nope. Am I helping myself? Nope. So we have to create healthy boundaries and know that I can talk to this person. I can talk to that person. And those two may not know what it is I'm talking about. Because it don't need to be. And I'm not saying gossiping about this person to that person or gossiping about that person to this person. What I'm saying is I can talk to this person about my finances because I know they are financially wealthy. I can talk to this person about credit because I know that their credit is good. I can talk to this person about buying a home because they got three or four homes. I can talk to this person about saving because I know they done saved over a million dollars in their savings account. That's not even including what they spending out in bills. That's the conversations I'm talking about having. I'm not talking about what she wrote to the cookout or what they got going on in their house or this, that, and the third. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about having healthy conversations. Or maybe I do need to talk about have someone I can confide in about my husband over here slapping me. Maybe there is someone I can talk to because they've been through abuse and they've told me that they've been through abuse. So I know that I can talk to them and confide in them. And I know that that boundary stops right there. Unless it's to the point to where they need to reach out to, to, um, to someone for help. We got to know when to stop. Stop trying to intertwine everything. Everything is not everybody's business. Nikki says you shouldn't have to worry about someone repeating something that you share with them. You shouldn't. You shouldn't. But in families, it's like a. Oh, my God, it's like a wildfire. You might as well just hold a meeting. In unhealthy families, I ain't going to say in all families, you might as well just hold a meeting and just tell everybody what you want to say. Because I promise you, by the end of the week, everybody going to know anyway. Everybody don't need to know everything. You don't need to know that my finance is messed up. Because your finance is messed up. I need to just confide in that person who finances ain't messed up and hopefully get some help so that I can get out of my situation rather than being talked about to you and you broken than I am. I can go on and on and on about the unhealthy family dynamics, but I hope y'all get the gist of what I'm trying to say. Um, we have to and we have to continue creating healthy atmospheres. Stop 
trying to dictate what a person feels. Stop trying to control all situations because you know what? If we let go and actually be honest and open and free about everything that we're going through, we can delete some of these problems that they say we have as a people, y'all. I heard somebody on TikTok today talk about, you know, it said that we don't stick together. We don't because we don't do it enough. We do to a certain extent, but we don't do it enough to where somebody can't say that. We'll throw each other up under the bus quick instead of instead of pulling each other up. I ain't made it to where I'm going yet. But I'm already reaching back because what I don't want is for somebody to have to wait until they're my age to get the gems that I have in order to get the success that God has called them to have. Why? Why make them wait when I can give it to them now? If they 13, 14, 15, I'm already breaking, breaking cycles by giving you the gems that I have telling you about, you know, oh, child, you still have bad credit. Sure did. Chai used to do this. Chai used to do that. Being open and honest and letting you know that it's okay to be in the position where you where you're in. It's not okay to stay in that position. So I'm not going to enable you to stay broke and I'm not going to enable you to stay uneducated and I'm not going to enable you to stay a renter when you know you want a a yard, a house with a yard, you know, for your kids to play in. I'm not going to be the one to do it, but I help you to get a better understanding of whatever it is I know. And if I don't know, I know somebody who does know. So I'm going to hook you up with them. We're going to break this cycle before you get to 42. Because, see, I'm, I'm, I'm already at 42 and I'm still trying to learn. I'm still trying to unpack. I'm still trying to understand. I don't want you to wait until you're my age. I want you to get it early. So you can be better off than where I am when you get 42. I want you to already be living a healthy life. And that doesn't mean having all the riches in the world. That means going to sleep and resting at night and being able to get up in the morning refreshed and ready for whatever the world has to give you because you already have your armor on when you wake up in the morning. I don't think people understand that. But if I go to bed heavy, I'm waking up heavy. I ain't doing nothing but go to sleep if I slept. Because I'm trying to keep track of who I don't like and trying to remember that I need to, you know, talk about her and and trying to remember, you know, that I need to be this way when I see this person. I'm trying to remember too much, too much unnecessariness. I don't even know if that's the word, but I'm trying to keep this unhealthy family dynamic going. And in order for me to do that, I got to be just as unhealthy as they are. The devil is a lie. I refuse. You can stay in this place, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and get on out. Whew. So I hope y'all understood um, and got the gist of where I was coming from. Uh, 
again, I know there may be some people who may not like what I've said, and that's okay. Everyone is entitled to um, to your opinion. One one thing I wanted to address, uh, Tammy says that even when you talk to those certain people, they are, aren't always there to help. You tell your situation and nothing changes. That's because they're not in a healthy place. That's the point. That that what you're saying right now is the whole entire point. We all have to get on a healthy level so that we can help one another. If one or two of us, if one or two of us are working together to change the situation, we can change it. But if one of us, if it's only one of us, we fighting against however many people in your family. It's hard to change 20 lives with one person. But I know it said in the word with two or three that he will be. So if it's two of us, we might be able to get something done. So the more people we get on board and the more lives we continue to change and the more things that we continue to do and do it for the ones who want it to be done, the more we can change the atmosphere, change the generation. But we can't just keep saying, well, they ain't doing this and they ain't showing up for that. So what? If don't nobody show up to fix the situation other than you and the person that you're working together with, that both of you are on a healthy level. If don't nobody show up but you two, guess what? You showed up. You had a good time. And next year we hope for the best or whenever you decide to do it again. But you can't worry about. People changing. The only person you can change is yourself. So if I'm having a conversation with someone and I've expressed to you how you made me feel and nothing changes, I've done my part. So now I have to say, you know what? In order to keep me healthy until you get on a healthy level. I can't deal with you. You got to be ready to create that boundary. Once you set set forth what you want to do and accomplish it. I want to have a conversation with that person. I want to tell that person how I feel. I want us to sit down and, and hash out whatever it is that we're dealing with. And if that person doesn't fix it after that, then you've done your part. If you want to, you know, have an event. So we can all get together and do this and don't nobody show up. I've done my part. Now I can continue to keep going in hopes that more people are joined. Or I can just say, you know what? I'm going to take myself out of the situation. And when people are mentally ready or in a, in a healthier space, they'll join me. They'll join me. But you can't expect unhealthy people to want to be with healthy people because then that then they recognize how unhealthy they are but what you can do is continue to promote healthiness when you're amongst those unhealthy people 
and hope that one day something that you said will cause them to want to ask you, you know what, how did you work through what you were going through? Because everything ain't about, ain't about you. Everything is not about you. Some things some people are dealing with and they don't know how to process it. They don't know how to deal with it. So if they don't, you can't expect for them to change just because you said whatever you said or did whatever you did. So I appreciate you guys for joining me tonight. I appreciate um, shout out to my Aunt Tammy for showing up. I, I really appreciate you being here, Miss Paulette, Miss Nikki, Miss um, Dana, and the Miss Mina. Um, thank you guys for joining tonight. Um, if I did not see a comment or see your name, I apologize, but I do thank you for being, being here. Um, this is our last night on, oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> she says she loved my glasses. I do too. I can see a whole lot better than them contacts and plus they fall out of my eyes. So thank you. Um, uh, we'll be back next Saturday. Uh, we have a new series coming up. Um, if you like what we're doing, please uh, go to my website, www.therealbrandyalexander.com and leave a comment. Um, if you want to come on the show again, you can visit my website and go to contact. And let me know you want to join the show. I can give you an update as to what is coming out and you can decide uh, which show you want to be on. And if I don't have enough guests, you're more than welcome to join me. I love having conversations with people. I'm not going to stop talking because at the end of the day, the only way I can help change somebody is to continue to say what's wrong in the situation and not everything is about somebody else. A lot of it is about me. So I'm working on me. So while I'm working on me. I hope that you working on you. Uh, you can catch this again tomorrow on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, RSS.com. Uh, also, my website, www.therealbrandyalexander. Again, thank you so much for joining me tonight. I will see you guys Saturday. Follow me on Instagram at The Real Brandy Alexander or Facebook, The Real Brandy Alexander. And you guys have a good night. Thank you.